just being like, well, I don't know if this is too self-indulgent. I don't know if this is like helpful to anyone. I don't know if anyone will like anything that I'm doing, but like, this is what like my soul and my heart and my body is like calling me to. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, a podcast of exploration, vulnerability, and curiosity in which I seek to bring more understanding and compassion to the human experience. Well, I'm back again by myself for a solo episode. I was inspired to talk about something and I'm recording with Zoe who I mentioned last week, tomorrow, and that episode will come out next week. Uh, But for now, I really wanted to talk about art and what it means to be an artist and creativity. And this was so much of uh, my discussion, you know, overall in season one of this podcast. I had so many good conversations and I just listened to a bunch of them, all the ones about what it means to be an artist and interviewing people and these kind of intellectual and like deep and heartfelt discussions about like what that means and if we can call ourselves artists and who decides that and gosh, it was just, it's felt so relevant to me again right now because I'm doing a lot of art (laughs) and I really have been feeling that same sort of impulse. There was one episode that I did with my friend Jess um, and I was telling her about an experience that I had of doing yoga and in that yoga class I just had this overwhelming sensation or like thought that I was like all I want to do is be an artist like, I just want to do art and that's it. And I want that to be like everything, you know, like I want creativity and like the, the, the sensation of being an artist to like come through everything that I do, meaning like having agency over my life and really kind of living in the present moment with the resources and the experience that I have and kind of like creating what I want from that in like a very tangible way. Um, And I can kind of feel what that means, but I guess it's kind of hard to explain. And, you know, part of that is just, you know, it's just like having creative impulses and following them, which I think is not super easy. Like, I think we're not really conditioned in today's society to do that. Like, I think we're actually kind of conditioned not to do that and to kind of like ignore our creative impulses and not trust them or to kind of prioritize and value our intellect and our mind and our conditioning and what society says we should do and what is responsible and what is right and what is, you know, from like either a moral perspective, you know, imposed moral perspective or 
from, I don't know, like from whatever our family thinks, you know, like I'm just having thoughts of, you know, a family who maybe says like, you need to become a doctor or you need to become a lawyer or need to something that's going to make a lot of money or you need to, um, I don't know, like do the thing that you can see the result from. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like an ignoring or like a choosing of, oh my God, I just had a thought and I totally lost it. Um, but it's kind of just like ignoring anything that has to do with the unknown, right? It's like always opt for the safe choice, opt for the thing that you know the answer already, opt for the beaten path, you know, opt for whatever the thing is that people have already done. Like if we know that a certain path leads to a certain destination, like do that, don't explore, don't adventure, don't, don't enter the forest at, you know, your own, your own entryway, enter at the entryway that's already been carved out for you or, you know, carved out by other people because they've gone the path before. And I get that. I mean, that's a safe way to live and safety is certainly important, especially to our mind. And we, we don't want to be unsafe. We don't want to put ourselves in harm's way. We don't want to, you know, find ourselves without resources, find ourselves without connections and, and social connections. We don't want to find ourselves, you know, struggling. We don't want to struggle. We don't want to suffer. And so it feels like staying safe and choosing the safe path and choosing the thing that has been done before that already has, you know, a proven track record, tried and true, would be like the safe thing to do. But unfortunately, it's also, you know, for so many people, like the miserable thing to do. It's, it's like, it doesn't allow for individual present moments self-expression and communion and conversation with like the universe and like with just truly like the present moment. I mean, in a way it feels like what I'm saying is kind of ethereal or kind of like mystical, but I, I think it's actually like extremely tangible and extremely practical and present. You know, because we go through life and we have ideas about things and and you know you can tell just by seeing the different ways that people act and the different choices that people make that different things make sense to different people so like two people presented with the same option might choose something different based on their conditioning based on what they think the safe thing is so like if someone I don't know, like grew up in a family who like took more risks or indulged their creativity more and kind of like trusted that and that everything was okay. Someone who grew up in that family might feel more comfortable taking risks and that might not feel unsafe to them or someone else, it might. So you can just see the way that, you know, the vast, you know, 
differences between people and the way that they live their lives that there isn't like one thing that is the right way to live or, or the safe way to live. Like we're all conditioned differently based on our experience and based on, you know, the experience of our families and the immediate culture that we grew up in, what we learned, um, you know, which I think is so helpful to see that because it really shows you like, oh, it's like kind of arbitrary. Um, you know, whatever I think is sort of the way that makes sense to live is probably someone else doesn't think that that makes sense, which I think kind of clears the slate a little bit and kind of lets you go, okay, well, you know, if we all have different ideas about what is like the right way to live or the safe way to live or the responsible way to live or the moral way to live, then we can kind of say, like throw the whole thing out in a way and say, okay, well, if we all have these different ideas about things, then, and multiple people can be successful with different, you know, whatever that means to them with different, um, you know, viewpoints and different choices. And so, you know, I feel like it lets us kind of like clear that slate and start over and kind of just start from like a blankness, which is the present moment it is just me and whatever experience that I'm in and like responding to that, you know, whatever resources I have, whatever impulses I have, whatever connections I have, like whatever place I am presently in and going from there. Like that's, that's, all we can really do, right? It's like we're in a certain experience in any given moment and we can just go from there, like that's it. We're never really creating, you know, 10 steps down the line. Like it might seem like we are and we're like, well, I do this then I do this and I do this. And it's like these steps in this process, but really it's like every choice that we make leads somewhere. And then there's like these unknown factors of like the universe just kind of like putting something on our path an obstruction or, or like a, you know, like a Mario tunnel or whatever, like pipe where you go and you like end up somewhere totally different, you know? So there's like these steps that we take, but then there's like also these unknown elements. And so it really kind of makes everything like not make sense and makes, you know, being present make sense. And what is being present? What is responding to the present moment? Like that is creativity, I think. And so lately I've been doing a lot of art. So that, that would be more like a, a traditional form of creativity. But what it really is for me is like indulging my curiosity and indulging my inspiration. So that's like doing this podcast again, or, you know, all my drawings that I'm doing. I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I like, I'm loving it. Right. I'm like, it's very meditative for me and it's very fun and it's very satisfying to like see the end product. And I'm like finding things and it's like this fun kind of unfolding. And it's like, so interesting because it started in one, you know, when I started doing the drawings, well, really when I started doing the drawings, I was doing them for my health coaching. So I was drawing like health related, like nutrition related content. And then I kind of like moved from that to, to drawing, you know, my mind, oh my gosh, like the last few months have just been like a whirlwind of like various <laughs> emotions and thoughts and experiences just like inside my own brain as I've like moved and there's just been a lot going on. 
And I was just having like crazy thoughts all the time that were just like screaming. Like I felt like I was just in constant like tantrum mode. And so instead of, you know, trying to fix it or do affirmations or like shove it down, I was like, I'm just going to give all of these thoughts like a platform. (laughs) So I started to draw and like write. So like all my first drawings of this type were like very word heavy and they were just I basically just wrote down like all my thoughts you know or I was just like my you know tantrums are compelling and unique or whatever like my (laughs) my pleas to the universe are working it was just like these you know this kind of like very egoic um, tantrum mind um, thoughts. And I was just giving them this like space and this platform to express. And that was so healing and fun. Cause it kind of like, let me laugh at myself, but also like that part of me that like really wanted to be heard that was like screaming out, you know, was able to have like a space to express, even though it wasn't necessarily taken seriously. And then from there, like the mind sort of calmed down, settled down and not having as many like thoughts as I was. And now I'm kind of in a space where I'm just like sitting at a coffee shop and being like, I want to draw like a bunch of mugs or I want to draw tables. Like tables are exciting to me, tables and chairs, like flowers on them. And then it's like getting to be spring and I'm like starting to eat more fruit and I'm like drawing fruit and flowers. And so it's a lot less, you know, fewer words, but more and more just, you know, the depictions of things that are inspiring to me right now or that I'm loving right now. And then that has kind of like moved into like patterns. And so I was like drawing bananas and I just like drew a bunch of bananas like on top of each other. And then I just like colored them in a bunch of different ways, like a bunch of different ways. I have like almost 25 drawings of bananas. (laughs) It's like the same drawing, but just like colored in differently. And that's making me think, oh my gosh, it would be so fun to make a coloring book of these drawings. And I want to make prints of these drawings. Like they're so cool and weird and they're so fun to make, but I also like how they're turning out. But then there's also this part of me that's like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, this is so useless. <laughs> Drawing pictures of bananas. How, like, that's not helping anyone. That's not contributing, especially right now when like Russia invaded Ukraine. And that just feels so heavy and so intense and like so serious. And I'm like, I'm going to draw pictures of bananas. And like, I don't know why. <laughs> You know, it's like, there's like a part of me that's like, no, you need to like do something, like do more, like be more helpful, contribute more, contribute in a better way, make a difference. But all I can really do is like draw these bananas, <laughs> like telephones and drawing all of these, like whatever is in my brain and coloring them in. And I don't know why, but it's like, I feel like I have to just trust that and I guess it does that doesn't mean don't do anything else if there's seems to be an action or something you know something I can do that feels like immediate and helpful it's not like I'm like no I don't do anything at all except for draw bananas but um 
but like for that to be sort of like the main thing that I'm like putting my energy into and my time into and just kind of trusting where that's going. And it's already shifted so much, you know, from those health, you know, pictures to like that mind, um, vomit basically. And now to these, these sort of patterned pictures, like, I don't know where it's going to lead next. And, but it's really just like, kind of, I feel like for me about like following that creativity and kind of getting into the habit. Like, it's not even about the painting or the drawing necessarily. It's about like getting into the habit of following those impulses, because I think we're so trained, or at least I'll just speak for myself. I feel like I was so trained and like, listen, I had like really supportive parents who were totally into art and like creativity. So it's not even like I was given messages from my immediate family that I like shouldn't be doing creative stuff. Like I was totally even like pushed into creativity, I would say like in many different ways. And I've done a lot of different creative stuff throughout my life. But still, even with like the most support, (laughs) I still feel like it's not like a worthy use of my time or like it's not contributing anything or it's not enough or it's not, um, you know, like that it's just like self-indulgent, selfish and that I should be doing something else that's like more meaningful. But I, you know, I, so I think finding the courage which one of my conversations, I can't remember which episode it was, but with my former stepmom, Sophie Sheesh, she kind of said like creativity is courage. And I really feel that because I think, and she was kind of saying like the courage to like try something new. And that really is like the courage to go into the unknown and also like the courage to sort of ignore criticism and ignore you know, whether that's like even real criticism or, or just like in your own head um, to like ignore that and to like, just be like, no, my creative impulses are important. And like my creative impulses and inspirations are something to follow and something to really value like over anything else. You know, that's what I would, I mean, you know, if I was talking to someone else, I would be like, that is the most important thing. Like, like, follow, like first listen to, like recognize, listen to, acknowledge, and then follow your creative impulses and your creative inspirations. And that doesn't necessarily mean just art, but like just any curiosity, any, um, and like that could look so many different ways. Like, I feel like I can't even think of different ways it could look, but it could be like, oh, I really want to like go to this one place or I really want to like make this gift for a friend or like make a pie for a friend. Or I really want to, you know, draw paintings of bananas or I want to paint. Like that was one thing where I was, I have been doing so much on my iPad and I was like, oh, my hands like really want to like paint. They want to, like, I even, I really, what I really want to do is like get my hands in some clay. And like, I want that more tactile experience. And so I started painting and, and it's like, why, like, why any of this? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's where my mind is goes. It's like, why, like, why am I drawing pictures of bananas? Why am I painting? Why am I 
doing these things that feel in a way like so meaningless, but it's like, like, why does that feel like the most important thing? But I feel like that's, it's so strong. Like that's that the impulse is so strong and it can be crushed. I mean, you know, when I was 22, I think I maybe have told this story on the podcast before, when I was 22, 23, just out of college, I was like obsessed with mushrooms. I was like, you know, I had done, you know, like psychedelic mushrooms. They had been like hugely important for me. And I was like obsessed with drawing mushrooms. Like I just thought they were so fun to draw and I just like loved them. And it's all I wanted to do really. And I, I was in a spiritual community that I felt didn't really accept drugs or you know like didn't they certainly didn't promote them uh, or plant medicines I should say and I I just felt really embarrassed kind of I was like gosh all I can draw is mushrooms like that's all I want to do and how you know that's so silly and so embarrassing and everyone's gonna think I'm so weird and like why is this all I can do like I want to do something else you know like I was really resisting that impulse and really trying to kind of like force something else and um, so what I did was I like just drew, like I got, you know, had a notebook or whatever. And I just drew tons and tons of mushrooms, like over and over and over again. And it wasn't like in an artistic way. I was literally trying to get them out. Like I was, I was just like, if I can just draw enough, like I'll get them out. And I did get them out. And I also got out all my creativity and I really, really struggled with creativity after that for like multiple years, I like could not access it again. It makes me like really sad, like crying about it. I'm gonna cry on every episode of this freaking podcast when I'm just like talking to myself. And yeah, I mean, I I crushed my creativity. I, I kind of stomped it out of myself. I judged it and I... I like willed it away in a way, you know, that's not what I thought I was doing. I didn't mean to do that. I just wanted to be creative in like a different way. But like, I think what I didn't realize at the time, you know, I think I was looking at such like an outside in way where I would see other people's creative, you know, creative works, like, you know, finished products and things like that and thought, oh, that's so cool. You know, that's like not something that I would have thought to make or, you know, and I was so inspired and like, so in awe of those things. I just thought whatever I was making was so stupid. But I think what I didn't realize is that it's not even like the finished product that matters. It's like the, the impulse of creativity and like following that impulse. And it doesn't really matter what you make from it. It's just like, you know, trusting your own, like a movement through the universe, like through the world. And again, that can look like anything. It doesn't have to look like visual arts. It doesn't even have to look like anything that anyone would consider art it could just be like, get, you know, applying for a job or it could be going for a walk or I don't know, like it could look so many different ways for different people. And I just feel like that's like the most important thing. And I think crushing it out of myself for those years and 
you know, really resisting my own creative impulse and wanting it to like be different and to look different, you know, I think that was like really damaging. Obviously, I don't think it was permanently damaging, thank goodness, because I feel, you know, I got my creativity back. And right now I feel like I'm in sort of like full swing with it. Um, and just trusting that, like leaning into that and just being like, well, I don't know if this is too self-indulgent. I don't know if this is like helpful to anyone. I don't know if anyone will like anything that I'm doing, but like, this is what like my soul and my heart and my body is like calling me to. Oh, and again, it kind of reminds me of this um, line from this Mary Oliver poem, which I hope to have a discussion with my step-sibling Leia about at some point, we kind of talked about it, but we haven't scheduled yet. But um, yeah, this line from Wild Geese by Mary Oliver, that's just, you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And I think that's like the thing, right? That's that just letting it love what it loves. Like you don't have to force it. You just let it because we don't let it. Like that's why that needs to be said because we don't let it. We try to stop it or we try to change it. We try to force it. And it's really so simple. Just let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Like the soft animal of your body loves things and you just have to let it do that. (laughs) Like follow that, whatever that is. So. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just really on my mind today because I've just found such a fun and like meditative groove with my art. And and I'm, I'm just so aware of like my thoughts coming in and my sort of battle with it, you know, where I'm just like, I love this. Like all I want to do is be an artist and I'm doing it. I'm just doing that. I'm just being an artist. I'm just following my creative impulses, which right now happen to be coloring in a particular picture of bananas that I drew. And it's unfolding and it changes. And just to like be with that and let it, let it be that and not force it and to just kind of like let things unfold and just have like immense trust. I mean, that is that's what it is, right? That courage is just, that's a trust. That's a trusting, a trusting that like we are okay as we are, that we don't need to be anything else. We don't need to be anything more. We don't need to be anything different. We don't need to prove ourselves to anyone. We don't need to feel scarcity. We can trust abundance. We can trust our own contribution. We can trust our own like deservingness of being here as we are exactly as we are with like whatever creative impulses we have. Like what a relief.